you so much for being here. I am so excited about this episode featuring Nate Zalesnik. Nate is just a super interesting guy, a super nice guy. He is the president and co-founder of ViberVision, and we will get into what that is. And we'll talk about the ancient martial art that had been exclusive to Indonesia for a very, very, very long time, for generations, that he has been able to bring over to the U.S. And more importantly, what this, the practices that he teaches along with his brother Mike, um, what kind of impact they have on people who use them. Um, they have been able to use these teachings to help people who are visually impaired to regain their ability to see. And this is fascinating for obvious reasons, but also for things that you may not have thought about, like that I hadn't really thought about, which was how do they see? If you go from not seeing to being able to perceive your world around you, um, it's not as though they're giving them back their physical sight, but they're able to let them, they can learn how to see their surroundings. So um, it's really, really interesting. And we get into what that's like for them. And some of the, the things that he gets into may surprise you like they did me. So um, really, Nate is into the superhuman. You know, this is what draws him to his work um, is helping people to get beyond their limitations and really start living their life from a, a much from a, from a place without boundaries, without limitations. Just keep pushing out those limitations and those boundaries. So I hope that you enjoy this as much as I did. Be sure to check out his work at vibervision.com and feel free to reach out to me. Also, um, you can find me on Instagram at Kara underscore Goodwin underscore meditation. I'm on Facebook, Kara Goodwin meditation. You can go to my website, karagoodwin.com and find all sorts of meditation resources. There's a free audio, 10, 10 minute guided meditation. Um, I really want to help you to discover that eternal part of yourself and get to connect with a higher version of yourself. That is my passion. And I would love to be able to help you unfold more and more of the reality of who you really are. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm so excited to have Nate Zalesnik on. He is the president and co-founder of VibraVision, which merges ancient energetic martial arts with modern science and training technology to offer the most advanced personal energy management system on the planet. Over the past 20 plus years, He's mastered the energetic arts, co-founded the only U.S. school allowed to train in these capabilities, received validation from medical and scientific professionals, and established the VibraVision Foundation, 
which teaches blind people to energetically sense their surroundings as if they had sight. So I am so excited to dive into everything that you've been up to. So welcome, Nate. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much, Kara. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to this next hour with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and just to mention, you know, how we even got connected because there was synchronicity there. So I love to, you know, present these fun ways that the universe speaks to us. Um, you and I were both panelists on a summit recently with Neo Positivity, which was the the Thoughts Become Things Law of Attraction Summit. And, you know, there were several people who were, who were panelists on that, um, in that discussion. And as we were going through it, I, I kind of had recognized your name. It, it rang a bell, but then Neo started talking about how you are featured in the movie Superhuman. And this is a film <coughs> that was created by Caroline Corey. And, um, I was in talks with her in that, like just the days, like a couple of days leading up to that, I had started to um, plan that she was going to come on the podcast. And by the time this episode is released, that episode will be out. It's not out yet. But, um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what a small world that you were featured in that film, which is an amazing film that talks about our superhuman capabilities, which you're like, you know, deeply immersed in that world. Um, which I find fascinating. But anyway, just I thought that was really fun how we kind of like, it was just like, oh, okay, got my attention here. And, uh, and, you know, it'll be great to connect. So, so anyway, super fun. Yeah. And so it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just, uh, I'll tell the listeners and viewers a little bit later about the panel for the love event, but she's one of my panelists. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of interesting. We had that um, already uh, in the works and then uh -huh. you talked to her and then we uh, met on Neo's summit. And yeah, it's so, so it's amazing. So it's, it's really been an honor to work with Cor Caroline. She's uh, definitely, I consider her a, a good friend. She's an amazing human. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to hear your story and how you got to where you are now with Vibrovision and just your, your work in general. Sure. Awesome. Well, you know, every person out there, well, not every person, but most people out there wish that they could have some kind of a superpower, right? So now if you look at the Marvel franchise and how many billions of dollars that they're raking in worldwide for everything from the Avengers to Iron Man to everything that they do and look at let's see the the highest growing grossing film of all time which was a Star Wars film well there's a reason it's because people really wish that they could have something beyond their normal five senses uh, I'll call them a supernormal ability right and <clears throat> for thousands of years we've heard of yogis or Shaolin monks or uh, sages or wizards and people that could do things that the average person just isn't able to do. And, you know, some people have been afraid of these things and other people have been very enchanted by them because they knew somehow deep inside, we all have the ability to do things like this, that they're God given or just intrinsic abilities in us. <clears throat> but 
finding somebody who can reliably help you open those and has a method and can actually walk you step by step, that's been sorely missing for a lot of people. And now, you know, you have a lot of gurus out there that are like, I have the key because it worked for me. But it's not just about working for one person. It's about working for people in mass. And that requires a method that you, you do it. You go from point A to point, holy crap. And you in this journey and having the right support network there. So why that's relevant is because I didn't have any of that. <laughs> my brother and I, my co-founder, Mike, uh, we didn't have any of that. However, we did have a lot of determination to make sure that this came to light and became reality. And how this all started was when I was about 12 or 13, I started having out-of-body experiences. I was, uh, you know, I sometimes I would just sit down and I would connect with the earth and I would feel like I was melting into the earth. This is when I was a kid. And then when I was about 12 or 13, I started like lifting up out of my body when I was going to sleep at night. My body would give, it was like my sheets weighed a thousand pounds and they were weighing me down and I would float out of my body and I, I thought I was dying, but it was also, it didn't hurt. So sometimes I would travel and sometimes I would snap back into my body. Well, fast forward a few years, uh, when I got my first job, the first thing I ever bought with my own money was a book on out-of-body experiences because it kept kept happening. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't really talk to my parents. Uh, growing up <clears throat> in a very uh, religious, small community in Utah, there ain't no way I'm talking to anybody about this. Um, that That's like, <laughs> that would, shunning would be what would happen? So would it be interpreted as like demonic or something? Correct. Most okay. likely at that time with this this uh, community, yes, yeah, or something wrong, like psychi- like a psychiatric issue. So because the out of body experience and meditation really wasn't talked about a whole bunch, especially not in Utah, and especially not in a small community in Utah. So when I started realizing that other people were having experiences like this, and there were ways to actually duplicate it and train it, such as like the Monroe Institute training CIA agents to be remote viewers and spy on the Soviets. Okay, that really piqued my interest. And so I was very deeply involved in meditation and spirituality, but not woo-woo. It was more along the lines of process. So when I was 23 years old, oh, also I should mention martial arts. Oh, Growing up, oh, there was nothing I wanted more than to be a Jedi and a ninja, a cross, so like a ninjedi. I wanted that so bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not having any kind of access to a martial arts school, that made it a little bit difficult. So my brother and I wound up practicing a lot of ninja moves and weapons tactics on each other. Brothers. <clears throat> and, <laughs> well, when I started martial arts when I was 17, and he started about a couple weeks after me, he took to it like a fish in water, and he lived the lifestyle of a martial artist, becoming an undefeated fighting champion and earning several different black belts in different systems. I did not. I was interested in college and snowboarding and women and uh, skydiving and all kinds of fun things that martial arts was, yeah, I liked it, but it wasn't all consuming for me. That said, when I was 23, I ordered a course out of Black Belt Magazine that it promised me. And I mean, Kara, it guaranteed me inner power in two weeks where I got my money back. Okay, sign me up. I'm a, I'm a Westerner. I want things fast. I don't want decades and months. <laughs> I want chi. I want two-week chi. Not mm-hmm. week chi, but two weeks. 
and action. Yeah, right, right. Right? And so I ordered this item, and it came with a tape, a VHS tape. Now, the booklet was completely bogus, but on this videotape, it showed people from Indonesia doing martial arts. Now, I knew I had some shirts from Indonesia, but I had no idea where it was. I mean, I was like, it's in Asia. Then I found out it's actually the third most populous nation in the world. It spans a lot longer um, area than the United States. It's huge. Really? I it's giant. That. It's like 13,000 islands. And so it was really cool to find out that they had martial arts there. Because I was very familiar with Korean, Chinese, Japanese martial arts, a little bit of Russian martial arts, but never heard of Indonesia. Turns out they have over 700 different recognized systems of martial arts there. And I'm like, okay. Wow. But it wasn't just that they had martial arts. It's what these people were doing. So it started off in the video and it showed these people running around and they were breaking like stone. They weren't breaking bricks and little uh, boards. They were breaking big, like four or five inch slabs of stone and steel and iron and well, like a, like leaf springs from trucks. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? I've never seen anything like it. Nobody's seen anything like this. This These people are nuts. But that's where the nuts just started. That's not where it's been. <laughs> it, it culminated with these people in a white tunic and a black pair of pants and everybody wearing a red belt, men and women, senior citizens, all the way down to children, that were able to see blindfolded. And by that, I mean running through obstacle courses with their eyes completely blindfolded and just running, like flat running through obstacle courses and breaking some of these crazy materials and riding motorcycles and driving cars through traffic in Jakarta. Now, if anybody out there has ever been to Southeast Asia and seen how they drive, you know that's 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 an experience <laughs> that's yeah, special. Wow. that's not like anything we have here in america at all <clears throat> so i was thinking to myself that's incredible but when i saw military members who had blindfolds on and then hooded and they were shooting targets out of people's hands with a gun and then it showed blind people and their eyes were as white as your wall behind you and they were able to read things that people had written on a whiteboard or drawn on a whiteboard, they could duplicate it. And the Sultan of Oman on this, this documentary that I saw, right? The Sultan of Oman, his assistant was going, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. These people can do things you and I would have difficulty to do with our eyes open. This is going to change the world. And I thought, this has got to be a trick. It's got to be magic, right? Because David, Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear like that. I saw it when I was a kid. So I had to watch this video a few more times, though, because this is really cool. And I've wanted to do this stuff my whole life. And then the very next day, for those people out there that are uh, fans of the law of attraction and understanding that the universe and our higher self puts things in our path as signs for us to follow. And I call them synchro destinies, not just synchronicities, but synchro destinies. Well, that was the next day after I got the video. And I watched a blind woman almost get killed crossing the street in front of me. Oh, my God. So she, her guide dog was doing what it was supposed to do. It was going to lead her across the street 
but it led her face first into the light pole. And this is right in front of my bumper. And I'm like, oh my God. And then it hit me like a lightning bolt. I was like, I wonder if those Indonesian people can help her. Mm. Now, previous to this, I had never met somebody with a visual impairment. I have no blindness hereditary in my family. Nobody was blind. But I knew in my heart I had to do something to help her because I was paying attention to the signs. So yeah. I went to the local library here. This is back in the dial-up days, and they had high speed. So <laughs> I went there, <laughs> and uh, I was able to find the organization that is the Vibrovision Foundation, which is one aspect of a much larger martial art called Merpati Puti. Now, I know that sounds funny, but Merpati Puti means white dove. So I thought that was really interesting, that it was a martial art where most of the things are like red tiger, black dragon, mauve scorpion, or whatever, (laughs) kind of aggressive type things. Here's the white dove representing a martial art where they're able to do the most insane old things that I've ever seen in a martial art, like for really reals. Well, I reached out to them. And it turns out they had been looking for a U.S. representative for a couple of years, but nobody had wanted to step to that plate. But prior to me, they had never allowed a non-Indonesian person to learn this, ever. Wow. Even though it was, at the time, I believe the third largest martial art in the world, like a largest single school with over a million members. So No kidding. Wow. They just kept it a a cultural heritage where no one was not ethnic Indonesian was allowed to learn any of it. And so I was able to contact somebody there who spoke English and I arranged and helped fund the very first demonstration of Marpati Puti and Vibrovision in the United States here at Weber State University and the Utah Schools for the Deaf and Blind. And we were on all the different news stations and the world just was not ready for it at that time. It was what what year was this? That was 1999. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, fall of 1999. So when the team first arrived, this is back before 9-11, right? So you could actually go out on the jet, like to the jetway and greet people as they got off the plane. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there waiting for these Indonesian people to get off the plane. And here comes this Indonesian guy up to me and uh, says hi. And I talked to him a little bit and He's like, my name's Dr. Heru, and I'm a postdoctoral master's student at the University of Utah right here. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. We start talking, and then here comes the contingent. And the people come off the plane. I say hello to them. And then they took me on kind of a whirlwind of a, a mind-blowing adventure where they brought, they brought two blind men with them. And so I got to see firsthand people who cannot see, and then I blindfold them and they're able to ride bicycles. They were able to drive my car without crashing into anything. They walked into my house and they just literally scanned through the drawers, knew where everything was and cooked us all dinner as if they owned the house. Oh my gosh. They could tell us what was on the TV, um, what color we were wearing, what was written on our shirts. I mean, everything that you and I just take for granted having eyes, plus more, plus more. One of the people who is a Vibrovision trainer who has uh, passed away in the past few years, but a very good friend of ours, my younger brother was involved in a very bad 
ski accident a long time ago and he broke his femur and he had to have a big metal rod, a big titanium rod put in his femur. You know, he'd healed. He was good. He was back to running and riding his bike and skiing and everything. But as soon as he walked in the door, he walked in the door and he went to close it. And this vibrovision instructor, he goes, why does he have metal in his leg? Wow. So this is across the room. He could tell that my baby brother had a big titanium rod in his leg. He could he could see it. He could body scan through it, which is part of the vibrovision skill as well. So when I got to see all these things and started to really blow, like blew my mind away, but I just wanted to help, right? So we went to the Indonesian embassy in Washington, D.C. They did a demonstration there. I had dinner with the ambassador. and. Then we came home, and when they were leaving, they said, "Dr. Haru here, Dr. Haru is going to be your trainer." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what, Willis? I don't know what you're talking about because that was not part of the deal. I don't want to do this." And they're like, "Listen, if you're going to represent us, you have to be able to know what we do, and so we're going to allow you to be the first ever non-Indonesian person to ever learn this." And I went, "Okay." Now my brother. He really didn't want anything to do with it at that time because, you know, he already had numerous black belts. He was a fighting champion, forums. Uh, he did all the things, all the stuffs and things. But it only took about two or three weeks of me training and going, oh, my God, Mike, this is incredible, dude. You're not going to believe this, that he was like, okay, sign me up. Let's go. And so uh, we really started our journey walking as – peaceful warriors together at that time and that they put us on a very extremely like extremely fast training regimen now the only reason we were able to do that is because we had so much martial arts backgrounds ourselves and so we had to go through the different ranks the beginning ranks um about half the time in about half the time as anybody else wow so that was the beginning ranks not the advanced ranks that one years and years but after about a year, we were able to bring over the two 11th generation royal family heirs of this knowledge to Utah, and they personally tested us, inaugurated us, and they basically christened the opening of the very first ever non-Indonesian branch of Marpati Puti. Now, we started off just training the martial arts, just martial arts. Vibrovision is usually not taught to anyone in this system until at least four to six years of, not joking, the most brutal, difficult martial arts, breath work, training, breaking stuff. A lot of times, as you might be you, <laughs> you can imagine. Um, that's why the Marpati Puti breath work is standard training for every single, every single branch of the Indonesian military because of its improvement physically and mentally and energetically for people so quickly that they use it for their military forces. <clears throat> Vibrovision, however, that skill is used. When I said on that video, I saw people shooting things blindfolded. Those are people from their most elite commando paratrooper group, which use Vibrovision in live fire missions, but also in search and rescue. So they find buried people after landslides and volcanic eruptions and things like that, they call them in all over the country to go find people under rubble. It's, it's pretty awesome. And so once we were inaugurated, then we opened our school up at the start of 2001. 
and we started training adults in the martial arts. And then uh, in 2005, we went to Indonesia to test and to train. And after we came back, after we attained our new rank, we started training kids. And all along, teaching uh, women's rape prevention workshops. And then uh, in 2006, we started also training in health and fitness because the breath work is just next level from anything else in the world. You don't have to be a martial artist to be able to breathe right. So we have the health and fitness class. And Vibrovision, we didn't learn a lot about that until like 2005. And we were able to go to Indonesia and start learning things. We went back again in 2007 and brought a team over there. And we tested again and reached another uh, rank. And the real pivot there, though, was in 2013, my, Mike went over to Indonesia and lived with the royal family for six months. He got to live in their house and he got to train with them every single day, got to learn a lot of these uh, secrets of Vibrovision and how it works and how to do it and learned with a lot of these trainers and special forces members who use it like for real. And that was a difficult thing though, because he lived there for six months. I only went over for like a month. Uh, it was seven weeks, six weeks. When he got home, he started a pilot project with some of our most advanced students to teach them Vibrovision and see, okay, is this possible for Westerners to do? Because try as he might and try as I might, it's not really our biggest skill. We medium to moderate. But when it comes down to riding bikes and shooting things, duck. If I have the gun, <laughs> duck. Um, it's not my biggest skill. I have other talents. But just like everybody in the movies have the, has a different superpower, right? But for the people that do have the natural proclivity for vibrovision and seeing without their eyes, we wanted to see, okay, how does this work? So in 2014, we started this pilot project and we had some amazing success with people that were able to do everything that we saw from the Indonesian people and sometimes more. And then it was really important for us that, A, we put this in front of optometrists, people who are like specialists in vision. Is this really real? Can you say it on camera? Did it. Neuroscientists. What's really going on in the brain here? And we have, uh, we worked with one of the most well-renowned neuroscientists in the world who did almost all of Joe Dispen Dr. Joe Dispenza's neuroscience uh, brain scans. He was the chief scientist for Dr. Joe. And he's like, well, I've never seen anything like what I'm seeing now. In 25 years, I've never, 4,500 brain scans, never seen this. This is amazing. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, quantum physicists and finding out how, okay, is this a localized phenomenon or is it non-local for the consciousness? And are we doing something on a quantum level rather than just on a physical, chemical, um, I guess you would say a multi-sensory. Yeah, multi-sensory sensory or a um, synesthetic level, like a synesthesia where you, people smell colors and things like that. What's going on here? We're still not quite sure because it seems to be different for other for everybody. But the cool thing is that we know, this is what we do know, is that the Marpati-Puti method helps unlock whatever somebody's superpower is. So some people, they find out, oh my God, I can actually heal people and they do amazing healing. Other people start having remote viewing experiences where they're able to find things from thousands of miles away. Like during our workshops, these are things that have happened. They're not typical, but they've happened in our workshops. 
other people a deep emotional intelligence where they realize because our meditations and our energy work is so deeply embodied. It's not an out there as much as it is an in here technology that they find out who they really are. And that's one of the main things people come to us for is to tap into that deep intuition, that inner knowing, to be able to trust themselves. Some people is to actually find themselves, to connect to their higher self, to be able to open their energy centers and feel their energy lines and actually be able to move these things in a way that is reliable for them, not just a peak experience, like a peak, like P-E-A-K. It's mm. a peak experience, like you're peaking into your real human potential, or I should say your superhuman potential. And so that brings us to where we're at now, where COVID really shut us down as far as martial arts. Uh, from what I read in the industry publications, over 8,000 martial arts schools closed no in the kidding. first three months of COVID. Oh my gosh. Luckily, we were able to make it through, but unfortunately, people didn't want to spar with the mask on. They didn't want to uh, try to do their weapons forms in Zoom, and it was a lot of, hey, stop hitting your sister kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) And why are you eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? It's We're doing forms right now. What are you doing? (laughs) Kids, right? Uh Um, And so we really decided we were going to focus on our one thing, and that one thing Vibrovision. And once we did that, the universe really responded and it started to send us people from all over the country. And now all over the world, people are coming to Utah, but we're also taking our, we're all going on the road. So we're taking our adventures and our our workshops to different places. We're looking at Miami, we're looking at LA, and then uh, Cancun coming up very soon. So there are different places we're going to be going and bringing it to people who want to hold private events. And then for the people that really want to come to like the motherland or the place where this actually was developed um, for Westerners, they can come here and we have plenty of events coming up. One coming up end of October and uh, one uh, level two following that just a couple weeks afterwards in November. So we've got all kinds of stuff, Kara. You asked a loaded question like, what's your story? It's like, well, yeah, I, I was born and here I am. It's a little bit more involved than that. It <laughs> so. is. Yeah. Well, that there's some amazing information in there. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. That I'm just so curious thinking about the Vibra Vision and what I saw, what I have seen um, with, because you talked about some of it with, um, you know, the, the more, the elite stuff where they're, you know, doing obstacle courses and, and shooting things. And, um, but I've also seen where people, and I think what I saw, they were actually kids, but they're blindfolded and then they're sorting things by color or they're like just going, yep, red and draw, you know, red, blue, purple, like whole, you know, they're being tossed these like beanbag things or something. And then they're just quickly like firing off the color accurately, or they're um, counting money with, uh, you know, just like adding everything up and, and sorting things out. Um, And you mentioned that from like a brain imaging perspective, it's, it's a unique thing. So there is it that different centers of the brain are active for different people, which is why they, we don't really know Mm -hmm. how, like with when you were saying it's on an individual level, is that what you mean that from a brain imaging perspective, 
it happens different ways for different people or correct well and not just brain and say brain imaging because when you look at the physical structure of the body we're talking about much larger than that we're talking about something that has to do with consciousness which we now know that consciousness is non-local. It is not housed in our body. I've talked to neurosurgeons and they're like, we don't know where it is. I'm like, well, why are you cutting people's brains up so much? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, if there's a tumor, remove it, right? So with that said, what I mean is some people see like in their mental screen, like I'm seeing you right now. Other people, it's more of a 3D blackness. Like if you can imagine you've seen those things that you like push your hand in and it makes the pins go out and it makes a, mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say with a pin, pin toy thing. Yeah, and you, I know whatever. What you and of course everybody um, does the obscene one, right? The first thing you do, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, some people see it like that, like it's morphing out other people. It's a feeling, a deep intuitive knowing, but we have light sensors in every single cell in our body. So every single cell in our body has the ability to perceive the light. So without going too down, too far down the scientific rabbit hole, uh, I was reading a, a book that was citing some scientific papers a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about the pineal gland. And the pineal gland is in the center of the brain, right? It's in the middle of the brain. So it actually has not seen physical, actual, real light for billions of years, right? Really, according to science, because it's in the center of the mass, so there's no light going in there. But it does perceive light as it comes through our eyes. That's why it produces serotonin and then goes into melatonin to Sarah wakes you up in the morning and Mel puts you to bed at night. Well, when that happens, what findings have shown and not granted, I just work here. And so as I understand it, I am not a scientist and I am not the person who had discovered this, but when light goes in, it touches and it goes into your eyes, the way that it goes to the pineal gland to be perceived, it immediately goes to every cell in your body. So the pineal gland is an amazing radio receiver, but also broadcaster. It's doing both things simultaneously on a quantum level, catching frequencies, but also broadcasting frequencies into reality. So that said, some other people, you know, one of our uh, elite athletes who's now in the U.S. Marines, and uh, he's doing extremely well. uh, He's got an unfair advantage. (laughs) He used to shoot targets out, turning his head. And he'd shoot them out blindfolded with his eyes closed. It's nuts. Um, But I asked him once, I was like, Colton, when I throw this beanbag at you, like you were talking about, what do you see? And he's like, well, I see me from the beanbag. So I'm blocking my own vision. So that's what he perceives. His father, however, he gets heat sensations and then flashes of images. Other people, they can see as clear as like if you have your eyes open. So what that tells me, though, and that tells, I mean, it should be pretty obvious at this point, is we don't see with our eyes. We see with our mind. Mm. And there have been numerous cases of people reversing blindness because of this mindset that they just automatically developed. And so with VibroVision and Mrapatiputi, we go far beyond just the mind sight, though, because every single cell in our body is basically can be an eye, if you will. So it's a matter of turning every single part of our body into a big lens, if you will. So some people perceive with their butt cheek. <laughs> Other people <laughs> perceive 
with their third eye. Other people perceive mm. with the palm of their hands. So um, that's another interesting thing for people who are interested in uh, history. If you look at the Hamsa, the hand of God from Judaic tradition, it's got an eye in the center of the palm. It's the all-seeing eye. Oh, it's interesting. I'm like, huh, what did they know? Because the ancient Egyptians said we had over 365 senses, not five. Really? So what did they know? Probably they didn't know how to use a smartphone, but they knew some things about, you know, we knew they did brain surgery. They knew we knew they had the light bulb, you know, with chemicals, they were wiring, they had light bulbs. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Hieroglyphics showed that they had light, the ability to put light buildings. So, you know, they knew a lot of things back then that we don't, we're just catching up. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I really feel and call Vibrovision the ancient wave of the future because it's ancient technology that's been really kept secret for a long time. But now it's time for so many ancient traditions to become known. Mm-hmm. We There's a, an old saying that in the information age, ignorance is a choice. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. So when we have the option to go all over the world at the press of a button. If all we do is watch cat videos and TikTok influencers, it's kind of a waste of an amazing resource. If you think yeah. about it. I'm not talking about the internet. I'm talking about the amazing resource that is your brain and your human potential. Mm. And so I hope that answered your question. It does. It's really interesting because I was, because I was wondering, I mean, I just kind of assumed there's like a method that you're teaching people that it's like, okay, you know, periscope out of your crown. And now you have an omni, you know, vision where you can see 360 degrees, but you're seeing it from above. So I'm really curious that there are different ways that people perceive it and that it's so unique, um, which is really exciting. Um, it's really funny thinking of like synchro destinies. I like that a lot. Um, a couple nights ago, I, I was for, for like an unrelated reason, I was wearing this, you know, the, I think they're called buff, like, um, scarves or like neck wraps or whatever. Um, I put one on my head before I went to sleep. Like I just needed to, um, have something kind of over my head and it had a very like busy pattern to it. It was like this paisley purple, white, um, swirly pattern. And I put it on and I closed my eyes and I was like, I can see it. I'm like, I could see, uh, the pattern and it wasn't like clear as day, but it was there. I mean, it was like, I can, and I could see it like everywhere and, and eventually it calmed down cause other, cause I was going to sleep. So otherwise I would have had to take it off. But I was like, Oh my God, I can see it. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I can see it in my, in my mind, but it was wrapped around my head. Um, but I was fascinated by that because I hadn't really had that experience before, but it reminded me, I think it was in, I think it was part of the Viber vision part of superhuman where they were putting, was that where they were putting the colored cards behind the head? And, and so, you know, that's, it's like, okay. And I know like that the pineal gland has like a cellular structure that has like rods and cones, such as Mm -hmm. the the physical eyes. 
and I guess behind your head would be more the pituitary gland logically, but um, well, I mean, the pineal is in the middle of the brain, right? So well, the pituitary is in front of the pineal. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was further back, like around the medulla oblongata. Okay. Pituitary so. smack dab in the middle. Actually, the pineal gland is slightly back. The pituitary is more smack in the middle, um, right in front of the third ventricle or the cave of Brahma and yoga yeah. traditions. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, um, you know, uh, that's an interesting thing that you mentioned there, Kara, is that <clears throat> a lot of people think that it will be one way or another way. And that's actually the thing that holds a lot of people back because they mm-hmm. want it to be, it must be like this. And if it's not like this, I'm not happy. And the thing is, is some people, and there have been even people in Indonesia that were trained by the 11th generation ma- uh, heir to Merpatiputi who created Vibravision for the special forces and for the general public who released that knowledge from their family. Well, he actually had worked on a Vibra hearing program for deaf people, and he just mm. never released it, and it, it passed when he passed. So, but their frequencies, their waves, their information, yeah. right? And the same thing is with light, and everything mm. is light. We, we know that now, even that our human body, it emits phys- like visible light in the visible spectrum. It's just about a thousand times less than we can see with our eye. But university mm-hmm. in uh, Japan discovered that and they can actually photograph it. It's not your aura. It's actually your light. Oh, so wow. yeah, so there's, there's so much cool stuff that's happening with science, but there's also a lot of cool things that are happening as far as pulling back the veil on these ancient traditions and how they work. But one thing that I can tell you is that like the placebo effect, right? So the placebo effect has an amazing, well, it, pharmaceutical companies hate it because it skews all the data, right? Because mm-hmm. how can somebody be uh, rid of this disease when they didn't actually take the stuff? It was a sugar pill and they got better than, more people got better not taking their stuff than took our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, well, that said, even a, a drug or pharmaceutical or surgical procedure, there's no guarantee that it's going to have a certain outcome for you. There's hope and there's a, you know, you have 90% chance you're going to live, right? But there's no guarantee like it will do this and not Mm -hmm. have any side effects. So the cool thing about what we're doing is that no matter what you play, you're going to win. We just don't know what your prize is going to be. We can't uh, profile somebody and say, yes, you will have the halo of light where you three see in 360 degrees as if you had your eyes open or you'll be able to out of body travel and bilocate while you're still in your physical body to another location. That's going to be yours. We don't know that. So that's one of the coolest things though, is it allows people to come do what we're doing, have breakthrough experiences after breakthrough experiences after breakthrough experiences. But then it really comes down to, and I, I won't sugarcoat this, nobody's going to walk out of Vibravision Master after one of our five-day immersions. Nobody can. I mean, you can't become a master violinist by going to a violin concert and taking a couple lessons. It's going to require years of diligent, dedicated practice in order to really hone that. And I mean, that's that it would be irresponsible to say, yes, we guarantee <laughs> you're going to do right. this in five days. But what we've been able to do is compress decades of information into days of instruction. And in Indonesia, they still don't allow the training of non-Indonesians to this day. So even if you went there, A, they won't train you. B, you'll have to go through four to six years of brutal training to go up through these ranks. Or you can come to Utah or have us come to you 
and uh, we'll just help you from day one because we did this to help blind people. That's really our main mission is to help those people, that lady that I saw and the amazing blind individuals that we've met since then and the 12 million blind people that are in this country. It's, that's always been our passion project, our real mission for wanting to do this. Mm. That said, <clears throat> there are just a handful of people in the world that are not blind. We're all blind in some way. Yeah, and so right, this, right. this helps to unlock those things, but it's not uh, stigmatic. Like it doesn't put you into a certain box of belief system. Mm-hmm. And so it really unleashes people. So it's uh, one of those things that it's like the Swiss army energy work that just makes everything else that you do better. Mm, I love I like that. that. Yeah. yeah. It's really fascinating what you're talking about in terms of us being light and how everything is frequency. And I've had my own experiences, like activating experiences, um, sort of, you know, mystical in nature where I have felt like combinations, uh, different expressions of vibration. Um, so I, you know, an example would be like feeling a part of my body vibrating and like really active, um, you know, it might be aligned with a certain chakra or the high heart, or, um, it could even just be my legs, like parts of my legs sometimes like bands, you know, where it's a whole horizontal band that's all vibrating. Um, and then I might subsequently see a color at the same time. So I recognize like, okay, I, f- I have this physical thing and I'm seeing a color or I might see a geometry or I might hear a tone or it could be a combination, you know, but it's a multi-sensory experience. And what I understand from it is this is, this is, these are all physical expressions of the same frequency. So it's like seeing a light and hearing it. And it's like just one thing that's happening, but it's like me as a filter or as like a tuner, like experiencing it visually and audibly or through like, okay, well, this, this frequency affects this part of my body. Like when I'm in this frequency, it activates the heart or the high heart or whatever, Um, and it makes it like it was, you know, I was receiving so much of it that it was actually physically vibrating the body. And then there's also a tone and I'm like, oh, okay, well that's what this frequency sounds like and feels like in my body, (laughs) you know, but it's really fascinating, um, how we get these, um, how we experience these. And, you know, so it's, it's amazing what you're doing with vibra vision and, and listeners may also be experiencing this to a certain level through their practices. Um, so I would just encourage, like, if you do notice, Hey, I feel it like you might be in meditation. Hey, I fear, I I hear a tone, you know, maybe, maybe also bring your awareness to like, do you feel anything? Do you see a color? Do you, you know, like, because we, it's, this amazing way that the technology of the human being is, is uh, responding to these, these kind of invisible, you know, frequencies. Yeah. It's really amazing. And you know, something you touched upon is so important, Kara, it's so important. 
a lot of people think that meditation is prayer, and it's not. So the way it was explained to me, actually, by a Catholic priest is that prayer is asking God for an answer, and meditation is listening for that answer. Mm. But here's the thing. When you have these experiences, and those are all fantastic. I love having <laughs> Isn't that such a cool trip that we get to be on? I mean, it's oh, amazing. absolutely. I'm glad yeah. I chose to be here. Uh, yeah. So when you have those things, if we're attached to them, that this means this, one thing that really helps for me is to ask a question, what is this? And then listen. Because mm. our mind just immediately wants to find an answer. If we're told something, it will either rebel or accept that answer. But if we ask a question, it will find its own answer. And so i that's a big part of the vibration training is <clears throat> when we're, say, perceiving and, okay, I'm detecting with my hand or I'm seeing it with my mind or I'm intuiting that it's there or I smell lemons because there's a yellow beanbag or whatever it might be. Yeah asking the question, what is this? And that way our mind comes up with that answer and it starts to form those new neural pathways. And right off the bat, it's going to form faster than if we just are told over and over. Because repetition can take anywhere from four, 300 to 400 repetitions for most people to actually get something in hardwire inner neurology. But if it's done in the state of play, Research has found that it's as little as 10 to 20 repetitions. So mm. we have a lot of fun. We've gamified this thing. So we took the torture out <laughs> and we yeah. put the fun in. And that's one reason why we're able to get such quick results faster than they do even in Indonesia, right off the bat for people that maybe even have never meditated before. Wow. Yeah. And so, but you're absolutely right that when you have these things come through and we, I love that word, multi-sensory. That's a, a term that Gary Zukov uses a lot in his book, The Seat of the Soul. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've ever read that, but he's- I think uh, I did. Yeah. It, one of Oprah's favorite authors. I think he was on the Oprah show like 38 or 39 times. Like, wow. Holy cow, man. You like live there. Yeah. So, but becoming moving from a single sensory human to a multi-sensory human is just a natural evolution of our consciousness as we climb the scale of living in fear or shame or apathy or you know the lower um, slower emotions up to the realm of say reason or love or peace or oneness the faster vibration emotions and staying in these places that it's just kind of uh, Par for the course, like normal, that you would have the ability to perceive more because you weren't standing in your way so much. Mm, if that yeah. if that makes sense, if you follow. So, yeah, yeah I love what you just said. That's fantastic, and it's, it's totally true. And so we that's what we we help people become multisensory. And the fact that there's so much yoga and meditation and breath work and different um, quantum healing modalities is so freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen 20 years ago. That's one reason why it was so hard to get a foothold in here in Utah. Because yeah. A, we chose Utah because <laughs> our family lives here. But uh, B, it just wasn't really time for this to really explode. And so mad props and thanks to Wim Hof for really bringing breath work to the forefront. It's been around for about 3,000 years or more. But he, that guy, you know, set numerous world records and made everybody go, huh? Yeah. And to Joe Dispenza for his research on neuroscience and on meditation and how it affects the brain and our states of consciousness. Uh, huge 
thanks to the heirs of Marpatiputi who released this knowledge, but also to the people who, through trial and error over five centuries, figured it out. <laughs> How does this actually work? And channeled and downloaded this stuff because the breath work is not based upon hyperventilation. It's based upon hypoxic work. So holding the breath and pressurizing the whole pulmonary system in very specific ways to create a huge energy generation in the body by, if you can imagine, aligning and charging the iron molecules or iron atoms in our blood. Not molecules, irons are in. Right? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And so it's just, that's why we get results. If people have a body, they're going to get a result because you have a body. And now if you don't have a body, I'm sorry, I can't help you. But yeah. you don't need this. <laughs> you don't really need this. Yeah. And so, yeah. And wow. I just love that we get to do what we're doing. What you're doing, what I'm doing, what so many people in the world are doing to help elevate all of humankind because there is no one road to Rome and yet all roads lead to Rome. So mm -hmm. the fact that we're not just like, it must be Catholicism, it must be Protestantism, it must be Buddhism, it must be Islam. It's not just that one road that you have to take. <clears throat> you get to find what works for you. And so I like being the... Uh, one of the proprietors of a system that supercharges whatever somebody's path is, however they choose to find it. Oh, I cool. love how you say that, supercharging the individual's path. I mean, this is so important today because we have so, I mean, all the different, you talk about a lot of different um, dogmatic religions. We've got a ton of different modalities and, um, and, and then people who are emulating other people's paths because, I mean, you kind of touched on this earlier too, just where it's like the one, we kind of see one thing and think that, okay, here's the, the one thing and I'm going to follow the footsteps to just like exactly emulate somebody else's path. And it's like, well, we are all unique. You know, we're all here um, with this divine expression that we are, that is in the importance of our uniqueness, not that we can't learn from each other or that we're not supposed to learn from each other. We absolutely do and are, but it's also so important to honor our own path, our own gifts. Um, and so I love the, the complementary nature of the work that you're doing where it's like, okay, let's just get this dogma out of here. Right. This is like whatever you, you know, whatever your inherent gifts are and whatever you want your belief system to be, this can just be an augmentation. It's not like you, you know, okay, you've got to shift your whole philosophy, philosophical outlook on life and so forth. And I think that's really, really important. And I, I think it's important for people to stay open to Absolutely. and not to, you know, get so like laser focused on one path because you can get those blinders on and miss a whole bunch. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And the, the cool thing about all the paths, go and experience them because in one lifetime, you can't experience all of them. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Not even close. Not even close. And, yeah. you know, do your due diligence as well, too. I would highly recommend people do that and not just believe everything you see or everything that is out there. Um, but, you know, that's also the thing is <clears throat> sometimes people come to us and they're like, well, I need to see clinical studies from Stanford before I'm like, that's okay. It's not your time. It's not your path. Because mm -hmm. the people that come and do this, they feel it. Therefore, they know it. It doesn't have to be a belief structure because they've experienced it. So therefore, it's no longer a belief. It is a known. And when it comes down to life, it's always better to know than to believe 
the only way you can know is to experience. So that's why, you know, like we have that free gift, like I was telling you about earlier on our mm -hmm. website. So you can actually get a taste of what this superhuman method is. Is somebody going to be able to see without their eyes after doing our free gift? No, let's not, let's not be. Yeah. But with that free gift, um, we've seen one woman with long COVID. She did this in five minutes. She was able to take her nasal cannula out and not use her oxygen tank. It was the first time in nine months she had breathed properly after having severe COVID and being hospitalized on a respirator. Wow. Uh, another person had who was paralyzed on the left side of his body from a stroke after four or five minutes of doing the exercise on that free gift. He was able to move his arm and start feeling in his hand for the first time in a decade. So neurogenesis, immediate repair of lungs. I mean, I make no medical claims, but what I can say without a shadow of a doubt is that we can do and be and have more than society and what the physical, our physical observations have ever told us we can. Yeah, that's amazing. How can people find that free gift? Oh. Well, at vibravision.com. So vibra, like the first part of vibration, vibravision.com. And you'll get a pop-up. <laughs> you just okay. love the thing for the pop-up. And next thing you know, you have that free course. And it's uh, me and my brother, Mike, both co-teaching a webinar where we're going to teach you the most the first exercise anybody learns in Marpati Bhuti. Everybody's every single person in the entire system who has ever learned it does this. It's the first thing anybody learns. But it's extremely powerful where we teach people how to start to build, but then to move and flow and perceive and project their energy in a way that even people who are experienced massage therapists, energy healers are like, oh wow, my God. It mm -hmm. it's it's really that much of a no pun intended, eye-opening experience for a lot of people. <laughs> and some people are like, yeah, okay. And other people are like, I can't believe it. It's really real. I have to know more. And then we also have other online offerings that people can actually start to learn the basics of this and the energy work and the importance of breath at home. But when it comes down to it, if you want to have the real full experience, you'll also be able to find that all on our website at vibrovision.com. Oh, amazing. Well, Nate, thank you so much. I have, I've had a blast. This has been amazing. Thank, um, you. thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing to, to help the, those who are unable to see and for all the rest of us who can see with our physical eyes, but still are blind, as you say. So uh, many blessings to you and thank you. Thank you so much, Kara. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.